Welcome to Brooks in Babylon. This is our weekly podcast of me just chatting about stuff that matters to me with the hope that you will be blessed by hanging out with me for a little while. This is episode 44. Our verse for the week or for the day or for the podcast is this. It comes from 1 Corinthians 9 verses 24 and 25. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. This episode will be part two in our Kingdom Fitness series. On our last podcast, we were talking about Kingdom Fitness and specifically talking about weight training. And um, this week, we want to go continue in that metaphor of Kingdom Fitness, and we're going to deal with um, treadmills and what that can mean to uh, for our spiritual lives or even the lives that we have uh, when we try to see success in this world that we're living in. Now, as I've talked about to before, um, I go to the gym pretty regularly. I usually go to play basketball and it's pretty high impact cardio and then it's a good community building. I play with a pretty regular group of guys from all walks of life, even all ages. And on days where I don't play basketball, Like if the gym is closed, the basketball area is closed for whatever reason. um, And I still want to try to get my step goal for the day. Shout out Fitbit. Um, I'll go to the room or the area where they have the treadmills and walking on treadmills got me thinking about what we are or may not be doing uh, in our spiritual lives or maybe in our lives in general, simply because of how many of us can get used to treadmill lifestyle or treadmill worship. Let me talk a little bit about where the history of treadmills came from, because I thought this stuff was fascinating. The treadmill actually was first known as a tread wheel, and it was first introduced in the height of the Roman Empire around the late first century. Can you imagine that the treadmill has been around that long? Well, when the Romans uh, found that they had to need to lift heavier weight, they incorporated the treadmill replacing the winch in their cranes, the men would walk within the wheel itself. And because the treadmill had a larger diameter, they were able to lift double the weight with half the crew. And so that thing has been around for a minute. But then in the 1800s, when stationary machines were powered by unreliable natural sources like wind and water, farmers were in need of more consistent power source. So they found that a treadmill machine could capture the brake power of a horse. According to historian Brian Wells, the unit of measurement of force of strength necessary to operate these new stationary machines became known as horsepower. (laughs) Look at that. Based on the average pulling power of an average draft horse. 
They even made these things um, big enough or small enough so that dogs and sheep and goats could get on them. Um, Smaller versions of these treadmills were introduced to tackle everyday domestic operation. Treadmills produced both rotary and reciprocating powers for use with light machinery like butter churns um, to grind stones, um, fanning mills and cream separators. So even in the 1800s, these treadmills were around, but They weren't used for exercise. They were used for work. They were actually used to do work around the areas where the farmers were. Um, Now, here's a, a crazy thing I learned. During the Victorian era, British engineer William Cubitt invented the prison treadmill. Installed for hard labor, these treadmills were designed as a means to usefully employ convicts and use their power to be productive. The prisoner would simply work the wheel to produce power to grind corn and pump water, although some served no purpose at all other than punishment. Eventually, the Prisons Act of 1889 abolished hard labor and instead recognized that labor within prisons should have a constructive purpose. The first modern uh, treadmill was a medical one used in 1952 by a guy named Dr. Robert Bruce of the University of Washington. He was a cardiologist who conducted research with co-worker Wayne Quinton to monitor and diagnose various heart conditions and diseases. And from his findings, we eventually developed something called the Bruce Protocol, a diagnostic test used in the evaluation of cardiac function, which is still used today. He is known to many as the father of exercise cardiology. Now we get down to treadmills for exercise. Bill Staub and Dr. Kenneth Cooper brought the first home exercise treadmill to the market through a company called Aerobics Inc. The popularity of aerobic exercise equipment at home and in gyms obviously grew from the 1960s to the 70s and now. There ain't not one gym you can go into where you will not see one of these treadmills used for exercise. Now, how did this come up? The treadmill that I went on at the gym had a a name on it. It was called Life Fitness. And um, in 1991, Life Fitness produced its first treadmill um, and it took an entire week to assemble. It included uh, this patented shock absorption system, which was supposed to reduce joint stress um, by up to 30 percent when compared to running on concrete. And many of us, here's my application, where we're going with this whole thing. You told us all this about treadmills. What does that mean? Well, this is something that I thought about. I like going on the treadmill because you can change the speed on the treadmill and you can change the incline on the treadmill. So you're the one in control of how much you can handle and how far, actually, you don't go far at all. It's how fast you will go. Interesting thing about interesting thing about treadmills is that their entire um, premise, the entire good or great thing when it comes to um, a treadmill is the fact that you don't have to go anywhere. You can stay in one place and basically get the for for me, the steps that I wanted 
Um, but I didn't go anywhere. I didn't interact with anybody. I did it all by myself. I could have done it in the gym because I ain't got to talk to nobody. As a matter of fact, any gym you go into, you'll see anybody running on this treadmill usually has headphones in their ear because they don't want to talk to you. That's not the reason why they're there. Treadmills cr- make us very isolated and it makes us singular and it has us focusing not on the people around us, but we focus directly on ourselves. The treadmill is all about personal growth. It has nothing to do about building community. It has nothing to do about helping anybody else. It has nothing to do with making anyone else better. Treadmills are all about us. And that is the thing that got into my head. How many of us, when we get involved in worship or in church or saying that we want a relationship with God, we do everything based on what we want. We don't do anything based on what God wants or even what God commands. You go to worship, the music ain't right. Ah, man, I just didn't feel it today. You go to worship and the the preacher misquoted the text. Ah, the preacher ain't on it. It just didn't get me today. We have started to experience God based on what our wants are. And that has nothing to do with the gospel. It's not even biblical. What it is, is a gospel of what I like to say, the gospel of the United States, which is all about me. It's all about what I want. And what God wants us to understand or even what we're supposed to be able to relate to from our text today is that there is a discipline that is supposed to be created in all of us. And the first thing you need to remember is that we are in a race. And while a treadmill might prepare you for the race, you are not breaking any tape running on a treadmill. You still have to get involved in the world on the outside of your house. You got to get involved involved in the world, in the outside of your job, in the outside of your school, on the outside of your church? Who are you interacting with that you both can be on the journey together? The text goes on to say that we're running for a prize. And while those who race in marathons and do 5Ks want to get that that badge or get that that, uh, medal to put around their neck, We who are thinking about a spiritual prize, we're not looking forward to the medal. What we're looking forward to is Jesus Christ returning. And so that is the impetus of everything we do. We want to be reunited with our first love. And somehow that does not take place if all I'm concerned about is is how fast I want to make things go or how high I want to do it. If if that is everything you're doing, that is wonderful. You will be prepared to go nowhere. You will be prepared to do nothing. And so the challenge that I have been, even though I went on the treadmill, it got me thinking like this. I was like, wow, this whole idea of moving on the treadmill while it can prepare me if I never go outside of the gym and start running in the world with other people, uh, my preparation was for naught. If when you go to worship and you're not being prepared to impact the world on the outside of your church walls, then you are going for naught. Many of us live this treadmill type of life with God. We're in it 
just to be active. There is no objective other than to get our spiritual steps. And while this in itself is not bad, we're supposed to interact with others in the world. We're supposed to build community. We're supposed to share with others what God has done for us. If all we do is treadmill, rather, if we all we're doing is for me ministry, then we lose out on what Jesus came to do. If all we do is treadmill worship and never share the experience of salvation with others, then we prove ourselves to be people who never really loved God, but only ourselves. The reminder again is a gain the discipline. Yeah, you might get on a treadmill for a little bit. But remember that the reason for the treadmill, while you get a personal uh, build up, you might get your uh, steps in, you might get your um, uh, uh, ability to, to run better. But if you're not running on the outside, if you're not running into people, if you're not sharing what God is doing in you with someone else and you're doing it all for naught. So let's not try to run to gain the things of this world. But why don't we start running to gain the things of this world to come and not just running to do that, but preparing others, showing other people that there is a God that is soon to come. And so even in this Babylon that we live in, we might be able to show other people that there is another way. There is another way of living, another way of being, another way of doing that God has called us to, that will grant us a success, not only in this world, but in the world to come. Thank you so much for listening to Brooks in Babylon. I would really love it if you could like, if you could comment, if you could subscribe, you could even share this podcast with somebody else. Talk about what you've learned. Talk about what I've said. Uh, if you hate what I said, argue with me. I don't mind. I ain't scared of nobody. So, but we really want to grow this community. I want to grow as a podcaster, as a person. So uh, it would really benefit me. I'd really love it if you would uh, give me some comments, talk to me about what we can do better. Um, maybe even what you'd like to hear me discuss and, and, and give some input on uh, from a biblical worldview. I, I really love that. Uh, appreciate you listening again. And thank you very much. We'll see you next week.